Hey everybody, welcome to the Grit Grind Gold Podcast. In tonight's episode, what we're going to get into is the possibility of if cryptocurrency had a RICO-style law, how that could help encourage cryptocurrency moving forward and at the same time simultaneously protect consumers and innocent bystanders and people from becoming victims from crypto scams. Uh, if you guys don't know, my name is 24 Carrot Chris, and I actually run a YouTube channel as well called Grit Grind Gold, where I originally started that channel as a platform exposing a cryptocurrency scam called Carrot Bars International, which was a company based out of Stuttgart, Germany, that was promoting a gold-backed cryptocurrency. Uh, you guys can go to the YouTube channel and check out all that. Uh, just to give everybody a heads up, this uh, channel is called Grit Grind Gold. I warn everybody that the first word of that is grit. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll drop F-bombs like Gordon Ramsay in Hell's Kitchen. So if, if you guys can, if you guys want some sugar, you know, some sweet tea or some sugar-coated bullshit, this is probably not the channel for you. I'm going to give you the truth as raw and real as, it, you know, it it is. Because there's no point in trying to soften it up for you. But... So when you look at cryptocurrency right now, I mean, it's really important to realize that cryptocurrency is still barely a decade old. And it's, it's an infant. It's a baby. It's in its infant stages. And uh, it's a newborn baby that, that, is, that penetrated the financial world by force. And what I mean by that is when you look at global currencies like the U.S. dollar... That was something that was forced upon a, a, a people. But when you look at cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, it was something that was adopted by the people. It wasn't forced. It was something that was actually developed by the people. And right now, you know, gl at a global level, cryptocurrency is at, at like a 1% penetration rate. And, you know, a lot of people want to argue that, you know, cryptocurrency is not here to stay. And I'm going to say this right now for anybody that disbelieves cryptocurrency is not the future of money, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, if, if you historically, if you could go back in time when the Romans were using silver and gold and you would have told them, hey, you're going to be using a printed sheet of paper that is backed by absolutely nothing your money in the future, they would have laughed at you and told you you're fucking crazy. And when you look at today, where we live in a society that's literally dominated and saturated by technology, I mean, fuck, the, the average person, you know, has the same amount of anxiety and a panic attack when they can't have their phone. And I mean, just go outside, like, go in public. I know it's COVID right now, so that's kind of a hard thing to do, but just look at the people and how how digitally attached they are to, to to their phone and to stuff like that. So to think that a piece of paper, a fiat currency that was a you know invented during the industrial revolution, and you know is made on a printing press, is going to be the dominant source of, and it was forced upon a people by a government that you know the people are losing a lot of trust in governments and banks nowadays. It, and it's a, for you to believe that that's going to be the dominant source of money in the future when something has been created by the people and is becoming 
more and more adopted by the people and more and more repressed by like you know centralized institutions like banks it's just uh it just i mean you know we live in a digital age and it's it's time you know industrial money is expired it's past its date so you know we're we're putting cash to rest and we're also putting the idea that we need a government to control our currency so because what cryptocurrency definitely represents is a currency that's for the people by the people. So I mean, if you want true financial freedom in a, in a currency sense, you know, cryptocurrency is the way to go. The biggest problem, well, it's it's two problems that I feel that are existing right now in the cryptocurrency realm, and one is a total lack of education. Uh, you know, obviously. Even when you look at money in general, you know, pu the public school systems in the United States does a horrible job, like, uh, I mean, teaching finance. And, and when I say finance, I'm not talking about doing the mathematics of balancing the fucking checkbook, people. I'm talking about if, if the public education system in the United States was honest about the U.S. dollar, there wouldn't be a child born today that would want to trust it. And why do I say that? It's because the fact of the matter is, historically speaking, the U.S. dollar was incorporated, or the Federal Reserve was incorporated in the 19, or 1913. So a privately owned bank, a privately owned group of rich white men decided they were going to loan the federal government money out at an interest rate so they could make a profit. And that became the Federal Reserve. And then they started issuing money. And in the beginning, the U.S. dollar was on the gold standard. It had true value in the sense that it was easily convertible to its weight in gold. Uh, since then, and without the people's permission, the gold standard ended. And what you have to realize is because of that, the dollar has literally done one thing consistently over time, and that's lose value, to the point that the dollar has lost over 95% of its purchasing power, that's how you measure the value of the dollar, since it was created. Okay, the dollar is not a good store of value, but it was forced, you know, it was forced upon the people without their permission, and, you know, and it's only, it's not ironic that the gold standard ended after federal governments got most of the people's gold. But that's not taught in schools. Because if that was taught in schools, well, that, that kind of makes the government look like thieves because they kind of were. And then why would you want to invest in a stock that has lost over 95% of its value and, and you know that's what it's going to continue to do? You wouldn't. So, you know, if we're not teaching the, the children and the youth about the dollar now, you know damn well they're not teaching them about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and blockchain technology because hands down, if they did, it would just eliminate, it would, it would completely annihilate the centralized banking system and the currency as of right now. And it would be instant, I wouldn't say instant adoption, but I'm telling you now that because of technology and the rapid pace that it grows at, and it is still growing, and 
I don't see it ever slowing down anytime soon. And because of the internet, children, you have to realize that children are being born today that will never know what it's like to not have Wi-Fi. Okay, they're, they're almost 24-7 connected digitally at some source, at some point, and getting information instantly at their fingertips. Now, how accurate that information is, you know, one can argue, but the point of the matter is, is because of the internet, children are learning more accurate information about blockchain, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency, which is giving them more confidence in cryptocurrency than they're actually gaining about the U.S. dollar and currency in the public school in, in public schools. And what what are they going to trust? They're going to trust something that they're more confident in, and and it's technology and that tech. I mean, it's cryptocurrency. The problem, however, is the is the fact that. As of right now, cryptocurrency is truly the wild, wild west of money. It's, it's, it's tombstone, if you will, or it's the deadwood of, um, of finance be because of the lack of law. Now, in no way do I believe that cryptocurrency needs a centralized bank, you know, to, to write... Cryptocurrency can easily be self-regulated. The problem is, is that if cryptocurrency had its own enforcers of regulation, there has to be some kind of rules and penalties that the federal government is agreeing upon to enforce people, to enforce on criminal, crypto criminals. I'll dub that term right now, crypto criminals, because that's what's, that's what's being bred right now. Due to the lack of laws protecting people from becoming victims, the federal government is allowing crypto criminals to be bred like fucking horny rabbits. And this is apparent. OneCoin is a prime example of that. OneCoin is a billion is a billion dollar scam. And Another problem is that it's global. This is something that it's, it's not subjected to just one country, to one continent, to one body of land. This is a global epidemic, okay? And something needs to... There's going to have to be laws that can protect people because, like it or not, cryptocurrency is here to stay. And the longer that the laws don't exist the more crypto criminals are going to be bred and they're taking advantage of people. And the reason it is so easy to take advantage of people is due to the lack of education that is provided about crypto. So it's really important that, A, you know, we start educating our youth and, B, we start protecting the old, the, the adults. We start protecting the people that do have the money that are investing in cryptocurrencies because as of right now there's literally a handful of cryptocurrencies that you know are really good and have have better potential in earning a return a return on investment than Wall Street with less risk you can calculate your risk 
And however, that's a handful versus, you know, a boat full of cryptocurrencies that are deliberately being invented as a scam. As, you know, as a Ponzi pyramid scheme, as, you know, if Bernie Madoff could have figured out how to make a coin, he probably would have. And, you know, for probably, he probably pawned off some of the investments in the people, in his victims, as some digital currency. But right now, like, when my YouTube channel started, I'll, hands down, because I was, I was somebody that's, that was within this company and saw the, the actions of this Carabars for seven years, they specifically targeted and preyed on people with limited knowledge of cryptocurrency. And when you say limited knowledge of cryptocurrency, that's saying people that are ignorant, well, when you look at a, a global 1% penetration, that means 99% of people lack the knowledge to truly understand cryptocurrency, which makes 99% of the people vulnerable to a scam to a crypto scam from a crypto criminal, and they have no protection. You know, there's no law to, there's, you're, you're, you know, you're allowing murder to happen at a rapid, financial murder to happen at a rapid pace because the murderers know they can get away with it, and then on top of it, there's no restitution to be paid. One of the biggest upsets that I had when I started exposing carrot bars, which I was ignorant to, was the intensity of it. I didn't, re you know, I, I didn't think somebody would have enough confidence in a company that lacked enough evidence to invest. I don't know their kids' college education to refinance their house to to sell everything they owned inside of their home to. To you know, spend their family inheritance, or you know, it just it it wasn't enough. Carry bars didn't provide enough evidence to me as a solid investment that I would expect a return on. You know, I mean, every investment's risk, but it was just they marketed a what would be known as a stable coin, you know, a token that was backed by gold when it really wasn't, but they were you know charading that they own a gold mine, which they really didn't, and people fell for it. And people fell for it because what they didn't realize is that the value of a cryptocurrency exists in its utility and its adoption, and in no way do you need a gold standard for cryptocurrency. I understand the appeal and the attractiveness of how Somebody that, I don't know, was older, that maybe grew up during the gold standard, would merge old money to new money. But digital cryptocurrency does not need a gold standard. It does not need something to, to solidify a physical, it doesn't need a precious metal or an asset to solidify its true value. So, but but you know... Due to a lack of education, people wouldn't know that. Which brings us to the point, because when you look at cryptocurrency scams, they all, 99% of them all do the exact same thing. They, they, base, they base it on a network marketing, multi-level marketing foundation. It all revolves around recruiting. 
People are earning a passive residual income that leads them to financial freedom off of recruiting, not the actual performance of the token. And, you know, they dangle a carrot in front of people's faces that, and they give them a figure, you know, a projected figure of a monthly or weekly income that these people couldn't never have dreamed of, you know, prior to being introduced to this new technology, this new token, this new opportunity, this new investment. You know, sprinkle a couple of vocabulary words like blockchain or protocol or privacy or peer-to-peer or something that they've never heard of, which, you know, will gain the trust, you know, towards the company and boom, all of a sudden they're, they're opening their checkbook, they're opening their bank account, they're, you know, they're transferring money. And that's it. And then it's... And in any, I mean, when you look at network marketing, in any network marketing or multi-level marketing schema, and I'm not saying that everyone's bad, but, you know, roughly 5% make all the money. So, and what you do is, with the cryptocurrency, what everyone's doing to scam people and to keep their, their hands legally clean is they're just, they're, they don't get employees, they, 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 they get affiliates. It's all, all an affiliate program. So that legally severs that chain of, you know, well, we didn't tell them to do this. It's like they're pretty much like independent contractors, if you will. And it's a racketeering scam. It's a legal racketeering scam. It's, I mean, honestly, if the mafia could exist right now, they'd be all over this as organized crime. Why? Because at the moment, it's fully fucking legal. I mean, it's, it's, it would be like legalizing heroin, which we've already done that too. I mean, when you look at the pharmaceutical companies and what happened there, a fucking epidemic of addiction rate while a handful of families, mainly the Sackler family, became fucking billionaires. And that went on for over a decade as well. So I think the most important thing we have to realize is that there's a complete lack of education. And because of that lack of education in the crypto realm, there needs to be a safeguard of laws written where cryptocurrency will self-regulate itself. This podcast is proof of that. My YouTube channel is proof of that. Cryptalk podcast is proof of that. The Cryptalk Nation is proof of that. Okay, we are well... It is a handful of people that are already well more educated to prevent and spot these scams than you could possibly train somebody or a group of enforcers at right now. What we don't need the government or somebody to come in and and you know basically let's 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 just be real. The government is probably the most inefficient form of anything when it comes to spending money. And getting shit done on time. Okay, we have the knowledge and the ability and the lens to spot these scams. The one thing the cryptocurrency community needs from the government is some laws. Some laws that we can like hold people accountable to and get restitution from people that are victims. I mean, just look at the OneCoin scam. How many more of those are you going to see before... You know, government starts saying, okay, cryptocurrency is real. Because 
like it or not, technology is advancing a lot fucking faster than you can get laws passed and written. Okay, senior citizens writing laws. Like, think about it. Grandma and Grandpa on Capitol Hill are the ones that are going to write laws for technology that the grandkids are developing right now in their bedrooms. Those are two complete opposite paces. And cryptocurrency is surpassing it, and the laws need to start catching the fuck up. Because the longer it takes, and the long, longer the cryptocurrency you know, community has to wait, the more people are going to have, are, are, going, are going to get ripped off. And not get ripped off by legitimate cryptocurrencies where they could make money, but they're going to get ripped off by the crypto criminals that the lack of action of laws bred. The cryptocurrency community is not creating and breeding crypto criminals. What's creating and breeding those crypto criminals is the denial of governments and financial institutions to accept that cryptocurrency is here to stay. And the denial and the lack of action in order to, to start actually protecting the people that voluntarily choose to use it. Which will get larger. And, and you know, if you look at the money that's been made in cryptocurrency right now with basically nothing more than a 1% penetration rate, we'll multiply that by 10, then 20, then 30. There is more potential for the average person to make financial gain in the crypto realm right now than there ever will be. And I, th I think it's really important to allow and encourage average people to be able to do that, to have that privilege and that freedom and to have it with protection. Okay, so hopefully I didn't ramble on too long, guys, but uh, I just think when you look at cryptocurrency right now, like I said, it's the Wild West with the amount of scams that are involved in it and it really would benefit if we had some RICO law, some kind of racketeering stuff where these crypto scams we could, if because for one, if these scammers knew that they there was some kind of punishment for them, it'd make them a lot, lot, lot more hesitant on trying to do it because with you know for one, like when you look at Care Bars, the company that I started exposing. Basically, the only I was just a thorn on their side, and I but I knew I had to hit him in the wallet. But it shouldn't, but even though I hit him in the wallet, and maybe I did protect a lot of other people from getting ripped off, what I'm finding right now because I'm, I'm still going through this process, as is Jen McAdams. You know, I've teamed up with Jen McAdams, the woman that helped expose one coin. The hardest problem I'm having is helping these people get their money back. Because there's no one there to help them. And there's people that lost, you know, like I said, six and seven figures. And they did, and you know, and the company was legally allowed to commit crimes. And, and that's, that's fucked up. It shouldn't be that way. So, you know, there should be some safety and some protection for the people. And especially when somebody like me is making a podcast telling you that's exactly what needs to happen and for you know governments to turn a, a blind eye on that 
or to not react fast enough. That just uh, that's what's making people trust governments and banks less and less. All right, so that's Rip Grind Gold, guys uh, and girls. Like I said, uh, hope hopefully you like the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, you can uh, follow me on the YouTube on YouTube at Rip Grind Gold. Also follow me on Instagram at Rip Grind Gold. At uh, on Twitter at twenty four carat Chris. It's two four K A R A T C H R I S. Don't be shy. I don't bite unless you really piss me off. Take it easy. Peace.